The views expressed on this episode, as with all episodes of Thick and Petty, are solely host opinions. Content here should not be taken as indisputable facts. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Enjoy. We have a treat for y'all today. I am Tucker Carlson of Fox News. <laughs> and I am Dominion. And I'm paying you $787 million. Thank you. A receipt will be received. Ooh, <laughs> mama. That is a money. That is, that is a money. Holy shit. So if y'all are not in the news, which you should be. You should be uh, every day. Today on a historic day, April 18th. Um, I'm kind of pissed about it. I really wanted to try it. I really wanted to try it, too, because I really wanted to have their their shit aired out. I but, wanted you to know. try it. But basically, Fox News and Dominion settled for the defamation suit and valued at $787 million. million. And if y'all didn't know, Dominion was probably just worth 30 to $80 million. <laughs> they are, like, creeping up on, like, billionaire, like billionaire business status. It's yeah. just, like... Crazy, like a billion dollar business overnight. Almost. I know, and so now that they're worth all this money, and basically Fox News proving proving that, that they lie, they lie and said shit. The gag of it also is that the lawyer for Fox News said something like, "We're gonna, we know what we did was wrong, and we're gonna main, we are gonna continue to maintain our highest journalistic standards." I literally clutched my pearl because they have another lie. Another lie, like you still continue to lie. You never tell the truth, ever, ever, ever. Like I want you. Like I remember we tried to like channel Tom Hop during the 2020 election. Mm -hmm. This is when we're still in Nashville, and we had Direct TV there, so you could get like the the channel where you have like four different channels Mm -hmm. on one screen. And Fox News is one of them because we just wanted to see what they were saying. Because you remember back in 2020 during the election, it took like a fucking almost a week oh, yeah. oh, right, to get right, a winner right. because you're waiting for Pennsylvania and it was just like forever. Yeah. And we just kept watching them in the corner and they just would like, would refuse to acknowledge that, that Donald Trump was losing. And it's just like, right. and they perpetrated this lie about Dominion. It's just like, that is like the most unpatriotic bullshit in the world. Like we all know we have safe, very legit elections in the United right. States. We are not a banana Republic. We are not... <laughs> We're, we have a very, we have solid regulations for voting. So the fact they're put, perpetrating that fraud was like fascinating to me. But I'm glad they had to pay out the yin yang. I don't know how much money Fox is worth, but you said there's another company suing them, yeah, right? Yeah, I don't know the company name, but they're also suing Fox for a couple billion dollars too, which we're seeing that they're never going to get to that value or ever that, yeah. that much. But I think to the point that this is just, there's accountability, which I think is important, but I'm very doubtful that anything's actually going to change. I highly doubt it, too, just because look at who their star lineup is. It's Tucker, just Carlson, Tucker Carlson. I realized as soon as I said, I'm Tucker Carlson, I kind of want to vomit. And if but, I could go back in time and restart this, I would, because I just like, <laughs> oh, he's so fucking He's so worse. gross. Like, I think somebody, I think one of us at home asked the question, who would you bang, Tucker Carlson or... <laughs> No. Or there was somebody else. There was somebody else. Who who would you bang between him and oh, Josh Hawley? Oh, it was like oh. which one would you bang? Who did you pick? I, girl, I don't know if I could. I, I couldn't think I do could it either. But like somebody said, they would bang Tucker Carlson over Josh Hawley. I'm just like, oh, he's got like a fake spray tan, like goddamn Trump does. I know, and his hair looks like looks like a Ken doll from the 70s. Yeah. You know that whole like it is it is just like not cute. Yeah. Oh, I. Oof. God. Oof. Why? I know. It's already hard for like white men to be attractive sometimes, but then that makes it even worse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm not saying that. I mean, you know what I mean, though. It's just like yeah, most yeah, yeah. white men kind of look the same. <laughs> they they do. I mean, they're a dime a dozen. They're a dime a dozen. They're just not very... When I see like an attractive white man, it's just like, oh, that's an exception. Right. There's an, ex- there's there's an, an exception. exception because, yeah. I mean, I used to have lower standards when I was younger. So they've increased, thank used God. Used to or continue to? Bitch. <laughs> you knew what I was going to say, right? I see the shirt that says bitch dot 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 on it. I'm going to sell it as merchandise. Uh, but yes, it is. 
yeah. Tucker Carlson, I think he's married. Like, who's banging him? It's well, and the gag on the other gag is that he used to be, a, and I didn't know this, he used to be an anchor on he, CNN. Absolutely. They used to be like the conservative anchor on CNN. I know. And then he just went completely nuts. Completely right wing. He used to wear a bow tie and all this other uh, shit. I've yeah. seen what, like, Wes showed us, like, clips from, of him when he was on CNN. Mm. He was, like, dorky, and it's just, like, completely corny as hell not for me not for you (laughs) and not for you either not for me either and i and i have more and i am more lenient on men than you are are. like that you have i feel like they don't pass the paper the the paper bag test with you they're not getting through (laughs) (laughs) you need to have more than a pulse with me you gotta have like you gotta be dark you gotta be a paper bag or darker <laughs> like you do the reverse of the paper bag test. This is like I did, there. There was a white gentleman the other day, and I did do a couple little glances. Well, but what was it about him that made you? I don't. I, I, I don't remember. I mean, it was memorable in the moment, but now it's unmemorable. See, so. <laughs> that is the problem. That is the. Pro- I can't remember. Like I feel like. <laughs> I feel like I have my high school yearbooks at home, right? Like I think I'm missing one. I think it's like in store somewhere. But like I was thinking. I'm going to go through these one day and find the guys that I found attractive mm-hmm. in high school and be like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> I need to do it. I feel like I need a reality check of just like uh, how much growth has happened. Yeah. You oh, know? yeah. Yeah. It's just like we've I got seen, to. We've seen the light. I've certainly seen the light. I have so. seen the light and it was not white. Yeah. I <laughs> I did white for 13 years and that did not work. So therefore, we did not. We do not go back. We move on from the Wonder Bread. We move on from Wonder Bread. and to I, the ride. Right. And every time I see like an interracial couple, I'm like. I hope that works for you because I always wonder. It's like I feel like they're younger interracial. Then it's like okay, I can. They're mm-hmm. probably okay, but like you see the people our age or a little older and they're interracial. So it's like I wonder if the white counterpart really understands the plight of the person they're dating, it, like their history. Yeah, I mean, I think Dee Dee and I are fairly strong. Yeah, I, and I I will never understand the up. Uh, coming and bringing and yeah but i can certainly be an empath for it and certainly sympathize and i think when we have really good discussions yes i mean i definitely i think i am an exception to that rule and you are an exception you You are an exception that i just i just wonder that's why like i know mona and i are you know mona's half white Mm -hmm. and i consider him black because you know in this country if you have to drop a black you're black period that's just the black code or whatever right and it's just like, I feel like things are so much easier for us because it's just like, we understand the struggle for each other. Right, we understand right. being gay. We understand the the being a person of color in America. I grew up in the South. You grew up in Maryland. Two different upbringings. Mm-hmm. It's just like, but you understand you have a common denominator. Right, I feel like right. when I've dated white men in the past, they just didn't get it. Yeah, right. It's just like they expected me like to assimilate into white culture. I never really did. And I I came dangerously close to it. Like I'm like, get out, like, you know, like in the what is that what is that part and get out when you're in the you're like in the in the the hole. Oh, what yeah. is that called? Oh shit, I don't remember. And our fact checkers aren't here today to help us. I know, and we just have Molly. We have Molly, but Molly is, Molly doesn't have opposable thumbs she, either. She's sleeping next to me on the kitchen floor. She is. She needs to be part of the conversation, but not a part yes, of the but conversation. I'm just glad I was ripped out from the get out, and I saw the light. So yes, that, yes, yes. But let's get let's get to today's episode, and it is. I feel like this episode is going to be. Two girls kiki. Two girls kiki. We're doing a coffee talk, but instead of doing a coffee, coffee talk, we're going to do a Stella Artois talk. We got, and we are not doing Fireball today. Oh, we learned our lesson. We learned Folks, our lesson. We thank you for listening to our episode Girl. previously because that was a hot ass mess. It was but it was fun. fun. It was fun. fun, but it was a hot ass mess. But it was I, that was entertainment tonight. It was. <laughs> But let's get to our pennies of the week. Let's get in, let's, let's get it started. So, so what about what's your penny of the week today? Yeah, so mine, mine, mine are about the pettiness of parents because oh no, yeah no. So um, and and with an asterisk, I want to add that because not all parents are petty, but the the privileged parent parents, right? The privileged parents are the ones that just don't make sense to me. So let okay, me explain. Let's, let's let's okay, let's hear. Um, it. last week, Dee Dee and I were driving through Rock Creek Park. Because we were going on an errand somewhere, and I, <laughs> I started cracking because I saw this dad like with the kid on the back of the bike, right? So you have like the bike seats for the kids. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So the why this parent was petty is because the dad was literally wearing a backpack that was basically molly whopping this kid's face. <laughs> <laughs> 
while they're on the bike. And you could hear the kid like audibly screaming because like there's a little bit of traffic. <laughs> there's a little bit of traffic in Rock Creek. So the kid's literally like screaming, like be like, ow, or like whatever. And he's like a toddler, he's like maybe three. And this backpack just keeps like hitting his head. And I'm just laughing so hard because I'm like, this was a clear and conscious choice of the parent. Clear. So you could have worn the backpack in the, in the front, front of your body. Yeah. No, and it was like a stuffed backpack. It wasn't like some flimsy like <laughs> drawstring bag. I can't imagine like, like a speed bump. It's like, man. That thing is like not a smooth road. But I I was laughing so hard. It totally made my morning. But then it made me think about other parents that make stupid decisions for the yeah. sake of their kids, like Disney adults. Right? Disney adults. Who like, oh. who have like a six-month-old newborn. We're like, we're going to Disney. The baby's so excited. Like, the baby doesn't know the anything. The baby has no the fucking baby clue what is going. can't see your face. How are they going to see Mickey Mouse and understand what that is? And they're going to be terrified more than likely of anything. Because this is like... Right. And so like that was... And again, a clear decision that the trip's not for the baby. It's, it's for, for you. you. You wanted to go see Mickey. You wanted to go drink around the world. You're not bringing your goddamn six-month-old to do that. Right. Day. Yeah. So, Girl. parents, look, I my <sighs> sister's a new parent. She's amazing. Love that for her. I would think I would be a good parent, but I'm also like, there's just plenty out there. They're just making really dumb decisions. Dumb decisions. And it's impacting children negatively and positively. So Possibly for us, we I, get this story. I just, <laughs> I just, I was all, and I literally, in the car, I wrote this in my notes, like, I literally wrote, Dad, Molly Whopping Kid with Backpack. Dad, Molly Whopping Kid with It's so, it, it was, made me laugh so hard it's, the rest of the day. It's giving, like, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Like, I swear to God, it is. This is like, it's like, like what watch, the like, fuck? Where you watch those, like, like, satire films, right? Like, like, scary movie when, like, something really stupid happens because it's, like, a decision. God. Right? Like, that's what this was, so. That was my opinion. Does he, like, secretly hate his kid or something? It's just, like, smacking his kid in the face, oh like, God. I mean, this is like. like, shaking baby syndrome just because <laughs> late in life shaking baby syndrome yeah oh, oh my god that's just like or what is it it's encephalitis with like the, oh my god with, the, with the football people when they get <laughs> when they get a two hit a heart in the head it's like this goddamn backpack and the bike did this <laughs> <laughs> oh my god girl that that just reminds us because we went to this is gonna be very somber we went to the holocaust museum on sunday mm -hmm. saturday mm -hmm. And there are people in there with their kids. I'm just like, and the kids like running around and stuff. I'm just oh, like, it's like that's like again disrespectful. Disrespectful also, like, as fuck. Know the time I stand for any museum, right? Like no any time museum to is, bring your I don't kid. Think any museum that is kid appropriate, unless it's like a kids museum or like a science museum. Fine. Fine. You know what? Like when there's like touch activities but things to do. Not the Holocaust. Not when museum. you're looking at information about six million people being murdered over like a four year period. Yeah, it's, it's like this is not. And again, it's like kids. you made that decision for you. Thank you. Like, yeah. leave the kids at home, or better yet, just get a babysitter. Get a babysitter. Like, their kids are not paying attention to any of this stuff. They're not, this is not of interest to them. Right. There is nothing fun in here. There is nothing fun about this museum no, at all. No. So that's, I can, I can, yeah. I can see you talking about with parents. It's like, God, parents, yeah. what are you thinking sometimes? Like, yeah. help. Okay, so my petty of the week goes to my father. <laughs> Oh my, I'm just imagining it's like a like father, like son thing. This is very much, like, I always wonder sometimes, like, where do I get my pettiness from? And it's 100% <laughs> my father. And it's not even just him. It's like my mom is petty too, but not to that uh, level. This is a whole other level. So, so you got all those genes passed. I didn't have a chance in hell. Like, you think <laughs> I'm bad. My sister is 10 times worse when it comes oh, to pettiness. Shit. So it's just like, oh, shit, shit. but anyway, so he sends me this picture of my uncle. So you got to keep in mind, my parents are 60, they'll be 63 this year. My dad's 63 already. And excuse me, this still like backed up on me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Stella, please. Stella, please. Okay. But he sends a picture of my uncle, his oldest brother, who's like probably close to 70, I guess. Okay. And he's like, my uncle has like half his hair down and the half is like in like cornrows. He's like mm -hmm. taking his hair down. And my uncle, he goes, he goes, your, he goes, my, your uncle took this picture of, of Ronnie Saturday, his old ass wearing braids on his gray headed ass. <laughs> Dad, you did not have to cover him like that. He was. I told him he needs. To, he needs to get. He said. He said. He said that. He told him. I'm reading verbatim because I told him he is so great. He's looking like Uncle Paul. Now Uncle Paul is like my great uncle. That's okay. like my grandmother's brother. Okay. He goes. All he needs is some super glue and some quarters to start making jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my 
god. He just like, oh my god. My whole side, now my dad's whole side of the family is like known for roasting each other. Like if you talk to my aunt someday, she'll tell you the story about how when she was like nine, and all she was the she was the only girl of six kids. All the others were boys. So she was like she had two that were younger than her, I think, mm-hmm. or maybe one is younger than her. She pulled a gun out on them one time. The grandparents were not home. She went and got my grandfather's rifle, lined them up on the wall. Oh shit! Yeah, and it was loaded. Yeah. So this is what this is my genetic pool. Okay, oh. this is this is my gene pool, and she tells this story all the time. It's so funny. And of course, like when my grandparents got home, she got the like ass beating of her life because yeah. it's just like you don't fuck with that. No, but, like, they did not mess with her again after that though. He's like, okay, she has had it. <laughs> had it. She been through it. She has had it officially. Oh like, my god. But yes, that that's is a lot. I know my parent. My, oh. my family is is like. <laughs> My dad's my dad's family is like totally different from my mom's family. My mom's mm-hmm. family's real reserved. They're like very very southern. Very, my of course my my both my parents were southern, but like she, they're very reserved on my mom's side. That side is not the case. It's like a whole <laughs> different ball game on that side. I don't know. It's like I get elements from both. I right. feel like when we do this podcast, definitely get it from that side. It's right. Just like right. My, because my mom and family is not about to go in here and talk about this shit about people, but I they do just not outlandish. The only thing they say comes in. Next to me. Yeah, exactly. It's very quiet shade, but yes, like the yes. other side is like blatant shade. It's just, just like straight up, straight up. Like I'm gonna say to your face. Yes, <laughs> it is. just like it, it is so adamant. But yes, yes. So um, this week, I texted Safan earlier because we were trying to figure out like what should we talk about, and almost within seconds, Safan said our topic for this week. I did. So and and I'm always happy to talk about this because this is something that I also go through. I have many friends that go through this and yeah. struggle with it. But this week we're going to talk about the pettiness of body dysmorphia. Body dysmorphia. Which is interesting because it's very similar to the episode that Dee Dee and I did mm-hmm. when we were gone for yeah. uh, bariatric surgery. Because yeah. a lot of it can also come from body dysmorphia yeah. too. I think interesting for this topic. I think it'll be good for us because you and I both are very active. We mm-hmm. go to the gym. We do these things. And yet somehow we're still just not quite there at our pinnacle. Right. Right. Like right. others can argue we are at our pinnacle. I'm sort of not quite there, I feel like. But again, it's a very it's a very real, it's a struggle, very real phenomenon yeah. thing that people deal with. So that's why we're just going to kiki over some yeah. calorie full beer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many calories are going to sell at Artois. I'm not looking. Uh, will, I'm not looking I will tell either. you, speaking of calories, the one time, okay, so talking about body dysmorphia, one of the things that I did, like one of my first professional jobs, I was like, you know when you, like, and they always say, you eat when you're happy, right? Like, yeah. you have a good relationship, you're happy with your job. So my very first job I had, I was just happy. I was like, I like I got a career, I mm-hmm. have a salary, right? yeah. I'm not getting paid work study money, all right. this shit. So, you know, I was, we were going out, we were doing happy hours. We were a brand new team. I was like working for a startup. So like, you know, we're yeah. with a new team and you're trying to connect. So there's always happy hours and foods and meals and we were, um, wanting and dining these international counselors coming to bring international students to the university. Yeah. So naturally, I gained weight. So I was like, let me try Weight Watchers because I knew people that were successful in Weight Watchers. Yeah. Why the fuck was oh, it God. that when I, okay, so I, you know, men get higher points, right, than women do in terms of like because, your Because, uh, uh, because just from science, just, right. just from base, like men had the tendency to be able to lose fat. And like burn more calories, and they right. need more calorie intake than women do. Right, Except for right. women are pregnant, they need more calorie intake. Right, exactly. So it's the different depending on the circumstances. Right. Yeah. So to the point of the story, which took a long time to get here, <laughs> I went for I had a budget of like maybe forty points or something for the day, the day each day. Yeah. I was like, oh, I've been really good. Let me just do a small cup of Dunkin' hot chocolate. Why the fuck was that almost 20 points? Girl! <laughs> I never, ever since I knew, I literally stopped drinking because I'm like, that is so. Yeah. See? Oh my God. That is so many points. <laughs> it was points. Like, literally half my budget for the whole fucking day. The, and, and a small, like, eight ounce cup. An of, eight ounce glass of was, hot chocolate. A Dunkin' hot chocolate was like 20. <laughs> Good God, Weight Watchers. What are you trying to do to people? I was. I was like, oh, this is fine. It's just small. I could have gotten a large or a medium, whatever. I got a small. And I literally, when I put it in, I was like, I'm gag, never doing this again. Gag, gooped, and bewildered. Like, I, 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 like, I become like bulimic for like a minute just to get rid of it. Oh my I, like, God. Yes. Yeah. Oh, girl. Yeah. It's, I'm telling you, 
as you mentioned, like I feel like we like we feel like we're not at the pinnacle of our physiques. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you know, I don't know what it is. Like I've struggled with this through my whole entire life. I don't know when it started, but body dysmorphia has take has taken over my brain multiple times, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. actually put me to the point where I'm like almost like borderline like eating disorder, mm-hmm. and that's when I have to like stop myself. It's just like right. I realize things. Yeah, body and I think being gay in the gay community of the world the united states even coming up you always were taught this a guy with a six-pack and all these muscles is the ideal body type right right and most of the people in this planet are not like that nope there's a very small sliver of people who are that in shape Mm -hmm. and fit like that and i feel like but that's all we ever got pushed on us was this is how you're supposed to look you look at gay men, you look at like gay television shows, you look at like the, what gay men like lust after. It's like these ripped guys with like muscles everywhere. Which is why I'm like when Modern Family came I love that it was like a not, it was a normal, a very, it was normal, a very normal looking couple. Yeah, and like with Cam and Mitch. Mitch, yeah. You know, I just. To me, that was like okay, cool, and and I and I you and I always know that, right? I always know I'm never gonna be a six pack. I'm, I'm never, never gonna have six pack. Probably. But why I still try to get there? I I've never gotten to that point of like okay, eating disorder like you have. Yeah. But I will say that like more recently, especially because I am in like a medical bariatric program, yeah. and I've always struggled with my weight. I definitely am very. I'm very hard myself if I go out and have like a meal and I enjoy myself because then I'm always like in my brain like why'd you do that like you really have to go to the gym now for sure you can't miss a day like yeah which is just so it's like you get in your head so much and it's always been a conversation of therapy for me it definitely ties to my weight issues yeah I will say I think for me I know when it started growing up with my twin who was very who is very skinny could eat a pound of pasta and, even, and lose three pounds. Yeah. I would have like a scoop and I would gain three pounds. See, like, yeah. Right? And it's like, and then always growing up, like being saying like, oh, like your sister's so beautiful and so skinny and so athletic and fit. And they'd be like, you're nice to me. Oh. Right? Like it's just one of those, and it, and it happens. Like I'm not even mm-hmm. being dramatic on that. It was always like, I see you sort of recognition that like you're here, but you're not at that standard. It's so challenging. It's, so, it's very hard. And I feel like for me growing up, I had the opposite problem. I was extremely thin when mm-hmm. I was growing up all through high school, all through college. I mean, I was like 165 maybe. Mm-hmm. And uh, as far as folks don't know, I'm like maybe 5'11", right? I'm 5'11", between 5'10 and 5'11". And I was 165 pounds, skinny, wore a 32-inch waist. Mm. I think at one point I was in a 29-inch oh, waist. Wow. Mm-hmm. So I was always, like, super skinny. But then once I hit, like, 25, I started to, like, gain weight. And it's just, like, I couldn't eat the things that I normally would eat. And I, I could sit there and eat, like, a whole piece by myself when I was younger and not gain a pound. Mm-hmm. And then I started, if I even looked at, like, a whole pizza, it was just, like, I'm gaining, like, three pounds of water weight. Right. Like, right. immediately. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, and it's still like that now. It's just, like, I retain, and I think this is because I have high blood pressure. So, and, it, and then I, even when I was, like, my fittest, when I was, like, in my early 30s and I was really fit, I still had high blood pressure. It's like genetic for me. Yeah, so it's oh, like me a, too. it's like yeah. I think my my mom has it. My her her dad has yeah. it. It's like it's like I there's no way to getting out of it. Mm-hmm. There's just no way getting out of it. And so I really struggled with it because I was super skinny at one point, and then I gained weight and I filled out. And it's just like and I didn't look bad, but in my mind I was like freaking right. out. Yeah. It's just like okay, now at one point I got to like a 38 waist, which is not massive. But I was, like, upset with myself. It's just, like, this is, like, I wear, like, I used to be a 32, like, less Mm -hmm. than 10 years ago. But then it's just, like, you don't really, you don't, when you're, like, in that state of mind where you just have, like, this body dysmorphia, you don't think about it logically. You think about it because it's, like, I want to be attracted to other people, so therefore I need to have this, this, and this. Yeah, and and it's always a reminder for me that attraction goes beyond, like, the physicality. Yeah. It goes to, like emotionally and mentally and like intellectually right there's so many other things that make people attractive but i certainly know for me that like sure like i am married i'm happily married i know someone could be like and you know it just starts about all the time because we both start with body dysmorphia and i think i do i probably and it's hard to say because he's not here sorry fact checkers we miss you we miss you so much (laughs) um but like you know um 
I've, I'm always really hard on myself. Like, if I go on a scale, I'm like, I worked really hard yesterday. I try to drink as much water as I can. I know that's also an issue, too. And, like, yeah. I, I had, like, salads. And I, and I like, gained weight. I'm like, well, what the fuck's wrong with this scale, yeah. right? Like, you know, and I know I'm attractive in other ways, but it's like, I want the number to be there. I know the number. It's not always about the It's number, not always about the, Right, exactly. But, you know, and it goes beyond the weight. I think the body dysmorphia for me also comes to, like... Um, just even like how I might present myself, right? Mm-hmm. I think being, I think being gay also is me being like flamboyant and a little feminine, which is fine. So, yeah. I, you know, but I'm, I'm more than happy to talk about my tits. I'm more than happy to talk about my, <laughs> my, pool, <laughs> my, my pool floaty, as I call my wings. Pool floaties, your A cups, you know, it's just like, you know, exactly. And I feel like with me, I don't know. I feel like what got me the worst, I think when it came to body dysmorphia is when I had my breakup back mm-hmm. in back in 18 and i was probably at i was already working on my body as it was as i'd been going to the gym i think at that point for like maybe two years okay. so i had gotten used to like lifting weights i wasn't doing anything crap and i wasn't doing like crazy amounts of cardio but i was doing so i bulked up a lot and it was just like i didn't have definition but i was solid it's like kind of okay i'm now like i don't have a lot of ab fat but it's not like it's not huge right you know? right mm-hmm. and so but like when i had the breakup happen and i lost like 20 pounds in a month because i quit eating mm-hmm. because i was so depressed right and i was so like anxious about like the next like going to this world of like being single again after like 13 over a decade year like over a decade of being yeah you're in a, yeah. I, I, I can understand like being like single. you're in a 13 year relate <clears throat> with 13 yeah. years yeah 13 years yeah Long, long-term relationship, you know, and you're already we're struggling with body. Just you're probably already struggling with body and like being present. Well, yeah, but then you're also going. It's like a really toxic world. Of, it like, is being gay is really toxic. It's toxic. For body it's identity. so toxic. I just can't. Like I look, I get so happy when I watch a show or movie that is gay and it has normal-looking people in it. Mm-hmm. Like I watched the movie Bros with um, Billy uh, Eichner, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we I watched it on the plane. On, we were going, we went to our Santa Fe trip. I watched it on the train, on the on the plane, and it was so comforting to see somebody like Billy Eichner, who is like not your typical like hot guy, mm-hmm. but the guy he was like his love interest was hot. So it's just like you know, it's just like okay, that's kind of cool to see. Like okay, right. these normal guys can get hot guys too right that's a good thing but i like i look back on like queer as folk the original version oh yeah yeah, yeah. and that and that came at a very pinnacle time for me i was 18 years old so i was already very impressionable mm-hmm. and i'm thinking oh this is what gay is like i can't like you have to be like skinny and you have to be pretty you right. have to be like not and, and i strive for that like my whole wardrobe was like my whole closet was abercrombie and fitch uh, it was just like you know everything had to be Abercrombie and Fitch or American Eagle could not be anything else Hollister right. maybe it was mm-hmm. just like you know, it had to be mm-hmm. like those things that were and it's like and I had to and I was wearing like mediums and stuff it's like I don't want to go if I ever have to wear a lard I'll die you know it's yeah. just like you know yeah, yeah. it's just like you know and it was just like and I got so wrapped up in that and it never really went away yeah so like when I hit my mid 20s and like I started to put on weight naturally I, it just destroyed me. It's just like, okay, when, and I could not get it off. Like, I was to the point where I'm just like, okay, I tried dieting. I tried, like, fasting. And I just kept getting more, because I would, like, keep breaking that, breaking that, like, diet or fast or whatever and, like, eat something shitty. And it's like a snowball right. reaction. Yeah. And it's just like, before you know it, I'm like, the 10 pounds I lost, they're back. And it's just like, you know, yeah. it's like this constant, like, battle is, back yeah. and forth. I, so I always went shopping in the Husky department. Oh, <laughs> so I was, I was a husky boy. A husky boy. I love it. Yes. Yeah. Lee Huskies. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. If you're a big boy out there, you know exactly. You know exactly what he's talking about. (laughs) So I've I've never been to a 32, 34. I've gotten to a point of 36. I will say my freshman year in college. I gained the freshman 15 and then some more because yeah. I just was like loving college, loving, again, right. you're happy with your happy. Yeah. yeah. And I remember I was at my, I was at my like biggest weight at that time. And I remember like, 
I remember going to like the gym and I started working out and I was like, oh my God, I'm just so gross. I was like on it. I was on an elliptical crying in a planet. Oh no. Because I was just like, I was working so hard because I just wanted to be skinnier. I wanted to be healthier. Yeah. I remember and love my mom, bless her soul. She's, you know, but I remember she was also one of the biggest critics of my weight. She was Mm. someone, this is very hard in an Italian family too, right? Like there's always one person at a table that finishes the food for everybody else. And in my family, it was me. Like, And it was one of those, like, I always got mixed messages, like, finish the food, but then don't finish the food. So yeah. it's really hard. I have a very, I would say I have a very complicated relationship with food. Food, yeah. And so I, like, so I was, like, crying about this elliptical being dramatic as hell. And then I, like, remember working my ass off. But, like, it, for me, I have to work very, very hard to even lose any kind of weight. Right. And, like, even now, like... I've, you know, being in this barrage, I've certainly lost weight. I've been able to keep off 30 pounds for almost, 30, 35 pounds in almost a year and a half now. Yeah, good, good, Which is, yeah. like, huge, and that's really good, and I've been healthier. Like, I'm able to run, like, a nine-and-a-half-minute mile. I'm able to, like, I have muscle, and I see that. I see definition. Right. Like, my, my tits are getting smaller, right? <laughs> my, my pool floaty is deflating. I'm getting a little, my flat Stanley's right. becoming a little bit assier. A little, right? little assier. So you get a little hump, my hump. Our lovely lady loves. Flat Stanley's getting a little, a little, going less concave. We're going flat Stanley's more. becoming like flat-ish Stanley. Ish. Or like, or, 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 or like, what's the other word? Uh, uh, not flat, not like fat Stanley. Like, but well, like, like round. Round Stanley. And like, <laughs> Girl, round Stanley. My back doesn't look like a plank anymore. There we go. <laughs> it's a, that is so funny. I always talk about flat Stanley all the time. Flat Stanley. I mean, like literally, like when I go out to a bar, I can't sit like on a stool very long. Because like, it's like your butt hurts. Because like, it's literally like metal from the chair. I know. And then bone from my bone ass. is like butt bone and chair. And it's just like I know, girl. I've um, been there before. Like I used, like I said, I used to be super skinny, I, yeah. so like I always used, like had to have. Right. Like I just know that, and I and I feel like there were phases of this body dysmorphia. Like I went from like, okay, I'm an under twenty five. I got, I have to keep be skinny. Mm-hmm. I had to like, but I was also working in retail, so I was always on my feet. I was going all day, right. so it was like eight hour shifts on your feet all day, plus mm-hmm. college and everything else. You're not sleeping very well, which. Should make you gain weight, but for some reason when you're younger, if you don't sleep a lot, it doesn't do anything. Right, right. But as you get older, if you don't sleep fucking seven hours a night, you're going to start oh, putting on pounds. It's like ridiculous. Yeah. But anyway, so like I had phases of it. So like when I discovered I wanted to like get into shape in my mid-30s, I hired a trainer. Mm. And the trainer did not help the situation at all. Oh, really? Were they, were they like saying things that were like... Well... They never, they never commented on my weight because I was never, I was never obese ever. I was never obese at any point in my life, but I always had like, you know, my upper body would like, I would get boobs sometimes. I would get like a little bit of, I would get love handles, you Mm -hmm. know, I would get that. And when he didn't like that, I wasn't losing weight fast enough. He would make me cut my calories even more and more and more. So this is the point where I was like skipping meals just to oh, be able to, to like, like meet the calorie meet count, the, meet the goal. Oh wow! So like it was just like this constant like I don't. It was like this constant fear of eating. It became mm-hmm. like this like why well, I didn't mind eating food before. Now it became like scary to eat food, and that's where I started getting into like a borderline eating disorder because then I started training for my a half marathon. It's like the second half marathon I'd ever done before. First one I did was like in 2015. I didn't do that hot because I wasn't really training as well. Right. Um, this time when I did it in 2018 or 19, I can't remember when I did it last, um, but I did it and I did a remarkably well for myself. It's like a personal goal for me. I got it done like in an hour and like 30 minutes or something okay. like that. So I got it done in a reason, like a pretty decent time. And um, like I remember like how skinny I looked because I was literally. Mm-hmm. running four times a week multiple right. miles like you know i think at that point when i was towards the end of my training i think i was running like god it was like i would have like six miles one day then five then six again then i would have like 10 mm-hmm. a big 10 mile run and it would do that and it would start to taper off as i got closer to the race but i lost like 20 pounds mm-hmm. in like six weeks six eight right. weeks because i was skipping meals mm-hmm. and like i would literally be obsessed with the scale. Like I was, I weigh myself before I went on my run and I would weigh myself after to see how much 
weight I had lost. Yeah, scale is such a bitch. It is such a bitch, and I got yeah. We ever do episodes the pettiness of scales. The pettiness of scale. The scales are because scales are not. It's not. It's not tell. It's not a tell all. It's of, not of your health. It's, it's certain, not. And like and again like the frustrating thing with like doctors is like oh, your weight is this, you should be here. But I'm like, do you see, like, blood work? Like, do you see that? They're, I'm like, there's exactly. so many other good factors right. in my favor beyond this. But all, but like, well, we don't really look at numbers. We're looking at you holistically. But at the end of the day, you really are looking at my numbers and yeah. on my weight and being like, what are you not eating right? Like, what are you doing wrong? And right. it's like, it's so frustrating. And I, and I have to say, I've, I have had been fortunate enough to where my doctors over the, past decade have never commented on my weight before mm. they do my blood work they see that everything is perfectly fine right i have hypertension but they know that they know that i have it. it's in my family history right. they right. know there's a, they know that there's nothing i can do to get rid of it right. like no exactly. matter what i do it's going to be there and so they know that i'm doing those things so they never really say anything about it but like and that helps because it doesn't help it helps me not to go home and beat myself up after it right mm -hmm. and i'm just like God, it's just like so crazy, like how much pressure we put on ourselves in society to fit a certain standard. Yeah. And I feel like over the last couple of years that has gotten better. Right. Because now we've got more body positivity. We've got more people speaking out about like you, you should not worry about what somebody else's weight is like. Yeah. I, I will say one thing that really helped me, and this was during the pandemic. I was furloughed from my job. I had all the time in the world. Yeah. And things were just starting to reopen a little bit. And I was living in Jersey at the time. Yeah. I... I went to a nude beach and I will tell you there is nothing more freeing or more body positivity than going to a nude beach. Oh, hundred percent. I was like definitely uncomfortable at first and I was a little like nervous, but once I like fully went with it, it was the best thing in the world. Cause I'm like, literally no one cares. No one's looking Nobody at cares. You. And it was like, this is a really great way to be like, okay, I can get to a place of me being body positive about my own body. Right. And not like, I'm always like telling people like body positivity and always like do that for other people. Cause I, if that makes them happy, I want them to be happy. And that's, that's my personality. But yeah. like, why am I not practicing what I preach? And like that going to like doing that experience and then multiple times during that too. Cause it was just like, I loved it. And like for, yeah. you know, cause you go to beach it's like who's like you know people wearing the bikinis like oh maybe you shouldn't be wearing that or you're the wrong yeah. suits and like are you fully showing or you're not and it's like really kind of demeaning I've, and it's like when you right. go there and there's not literally nothing there you are bare motherfucking bones. you are there as ball butted as mm -hmm. as you came into this world it's yes. just like you know it's just and i feel like that's very free I, i've never been to a new beach before i've been to a, we went to spain back in august the beach we went to was you could go topless okay. like women would go topless but that meant nothing for me because right, i don't right. have i don't right right, I'm, right. I'm yeah one, but like it was i wore a speedo like mm. but i was i never wore a speedo it's just like because it's just like i felt fine enough with my body i'm just like you know what i am 40 years old i i'm never gonna look like right. some, I, i cannot compare myself to a yeah. 20 year old i can't yeah. do it and it's, it's it's still hard we can certainly say it but it's still hard it's hard life. speaking of speedos i was on the swim team in high school and i never wore a speedo what'd you wear I, they had um they called jammers so they kind of were like um uh like i like, think like for men's underwear one like the briefs that go down down to your like, almost your knees your knee yeah so they're called jammers oh so, because like i kind of had like thunder <laughs> 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 we're gonna talk about body she got a yet. thick she got a she has some thick thighs Thick, white Casper. <laughs> <laughs> like, talk about white meat. Like, white dry meat. Those are my thighs. And I could not put myself in a motherfucker speedo if I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> jammer. Then, like, I think it was, like, junior, senior year, they're like, oh, we're changing. We all, like, because you had the option of doing speedo or, or jammers. And everybody does the jammers. And I was definitely, like, the thick boy on the team. I just, I love swimming. I was actually really good. I did butterfly. That was my stroke. Yeah. And, like, I was good at it. I enjoyed it. But I and that's like I could burn so many calories in swimming and yet still and I and, and I just still. and I was fairly fit. I was never skinny, but I definitely was fit, right? Yeah. Thick and fit, right? Thick and fit. That's kind of yeah. But then like junior senior, they're like, oh, we're switching to speedos. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, putting putting motherfucking free willy on the goddamn platform to jump off into the pool <laughs> i was not feeling the speedo it was not for nikki i was not thrilled i can understand i can and i think there's a difference between speedo and briefs 
like swimming oh, briefs. So, yes. like, I think when I was this man, I wore briefs. I yeah. didn't wear a speedo. Yeah, okay, but, brief, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, even yeah. If, uh, yeah, I mean, like, I was like, okay, great. I love that you wore a speedo and you felt like, yeah. So I would also totally wear briefs. Speedos, I'm still not quite there. Speedos are though. just a little too too tight. It's a little bit too. too and tight. I'm not that. I'm a little too. I'm still a little modest when it comes to some things. I yeah. feel like when it comes to speedos, this is like, there is this no. There's no, no. moving. There, no. then nothing is moving no. in there. There's no freedom of no. any type. Those balls are like. <laughs> Talk about blue. Those balls, balls are like entrophied at that blue point. Blue balls. <laughs> 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 it's just like, but the fact that we can get to that point where we actually like feel okay with showing our like. I used to hate going shirtless at a pool. Oh, I. It took me a very long. Or oh my god, no. I agree, but also with um playing sports as a kid you always had the shirts and skins oh. never put me on skins i i refuse i'm like i'm either gonna sit out or you're switching me with somebody else Same for me. i was so i was so so scared to do that yeah and i was i was scared of it too but it wasn't because of the weight thing is i was just too shy i was too oh modest. me it was like i my my boobs would be bouncing around <laughs> i was like i just uh i made the I'm more than happy to put up a little picture of me as a kid, just so y'all can see what I was dealing with as husky, husky, husky Nikki. The dungarees. Like, the dung- <laughs> what was that with the tough boys? The tough, the tough boys, the tough boy pants. Oh yeah, the, yeah, oh, like, like they were I like just, super. Yeah, I. <laughs> yeah, and I and I, I I still do. I was I I will say like since I've lost my weight and since I've become more fit, I've definitely been more comfortable with like. Wearing clothes I normally wouldn't wear. Me too. Me too. Or going to like H&M and going to Forever 20 and actually shopping and fitting And being able clothes. to get into those things. Is it the extra large? Fine. I always try to go larger just because it shrinks in the wash, right? Of course, like, yeah. You know. But being able to like, I feel comfortable of going into the stores where I feel like even like two years ago, I would be like... Amazon, like that kind of my yeah. size, or like maybe Old Navy, and I love Old Navy. Old Navy's got really good clothes. I'm not. I'm not. They've gotten better with them. their clothes lately. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I would never drop dead being in like an Aeropostale or an uh, American Eagle. Because you're just like. Because I wouldn't. I don't. I don't. I. Do, I still don't fit in those clothes because they have a standard. If you're not this standard, you're not shopping there. Right. And I feel like, and I, I haven't gotten around to watching it yet, but there was. This is probably what fueled a lot of the body dysmorphia for like a generation was Abercrombie and Fitch's ad campaigns oh, where mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I heard about the back behind the scenes of that where like they were trying to hire models and mother just like you didn't fit the look as they were saying but it right. was like the look for them was like are you black are you are you, are you non they were right. like non white non black people who were in shape mm-hmm. or or just non people of color so this is say right. they were white people right. is what they wanted they were in shape mm-hmm. it's typical whatever and like you never really felt like if you if you're a black person wearing their clothes, it was just like, well, this doesn't really cater to me because they thought they didn't have me in mind when they made this. Right, right. So it was very much like you can't have Kurt, but now Abercrombie's in a complete 180, and they have inclusive sizes now mm-hmm. for all their clothes. Okay, I guess they got the memo because they saw where the trends were going. Like you cannot discriminate on that. I feel like there's a lot of high fashion that still does it. A lot of right. high fashion still does not make sizes for bigger people yeah no i and and it, it, it definitely push that h&m too like i think they're better they're better but it's like i think the highest thing i mean even there it's just like i think the highest waist you can get there is like a 42 if even that i think so i border between 36 and 38 now yeah i think i usually get 36 from h&m but then the thing is though what gets people also body dysmorphia is you have your mindset on a size mm-hmm. but then you go to a specific type of clothes maker and they all fit different. Right. Like Abercrombie fits differently than H and M. H and M fits different than um, Prada. Prada fits different than. It's just like oh all, yeah, you, there's no standard. There's like, no there's, standard. Like um, Prime, uh, Primark is a great example of that. Yeah, where, like you can get extra large, but because it's European, you have to go maybe like a two X. Two X. Yeah, yeah. Remember I, we said that yeah. about all like the Asian sizes the same way, yeah. just because they're made by people who are different body types right, like it's the, right. just racially just like they're not going to have a lot of bigger people mm-hmm. in asia in europe obesity is not really a problem as it is in america i feel like in america we had to have bigger sizes because our food is just so pot chock full of just oh. so much stuff i mean it's like, just we're like, like super big gulp everything is like i mean <laughs> super size me was a thing you know but we were like we had super sized fries and mcdonald's it's just like oh. why do we need that every so anytime i watch that documentary because i watch it like multiple times like in school and yeah I'm like, well, I'm like 
Even just one meal made me really sick. And the fact that he was doing three, three a day. A day. And, like, how quickly he gained that weight and, like, got so sick. Like, that was the thing. Like, you, he, he literally was, like, clogging his arms. Like, I mean, it's not good for him. But then, like, no. you hear people. Then you have, like, the flip side of somebody who, like, went and did an experiment where they ate a Big Mac every day for, like, a month and lost weight. It's just, like, you can't put. Bottom line, you can't put everybody in one bucket. Everybody is different. And everybody, that's, yeah. is, that's the whole thing. It's and, just like yeah. yeah. And I, someone recently on Instagram posted about how like obesity or being fat. I'm going to what's what I'm looking for. Um, I'm going to summarize. It's basically like being fat's a choice, and I kind of and I like strongly and wholeheartedly disagree with that. I disagree with that too because I am fully. And you and you may be this way too. Like I feel like for me, it is all genetics. I did not have a choice being large. I've yeah. never. I have been not morbidly obese, but I've certainly been obese by right. like pediatric standards. Mm-hmm. Now pra- general practitioner standards, like family medicine. I am obese. Yeah. I certainly work towards it. I'm happy to be thick now. I would say I'm not fat, but I'm thick. Thick, right? yeah. yeah. But like it was never a choice for me. And the fact that like the person that posted this is rail thin has no right to say anything yeah and it was and it for me was like really disheartening that like that would be someone someone who's never been through that journey exactly to post that and be okay with posting that like i'd be curious if they one got any feedback from any people i was kind of like let me just not respond to this because i'm kind of like i don't want to exalt exude my energy onto that right you know exactly yeah but i'm also like it just is really frustrating that people can like put the like say that stuff out there like you've never experienced this you don't know what it's like to be big and be ostracized or be told like oh like you're fine right like you fit in these clothes you fit, in, the, yeah, you fit just, in this you fit in this box you know that, that people we, yeah. like people like being big i remember like even i mean elementary middle school people are brutal right like oh you smell bad or you naturally you naturally smell bad because you're, you're bad it's true. just like yeah. oh my god this is or like yeah it's just yeah it's just and i and i i've seen videos like that on like on tiktok and social media where i see where people like post that stuff and then somebody like does like uh what they call it when like you do like you had the first part of it and they like come in uh, in the middle of it it's like a it's like a duet or something oh, yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they're just like shut the fuck up it's just right. like because it's like you you don't know what right. anybody has gone through nope. to make them be overweight they could be severely depressed they could be they could have a legit problem medically that keeps them from losing mm-hmm, weight mm-hmm. there are things that you may retain water more if you're if you're like if you're diabetic if you're i mean and people don't get diabetes from being fat you can be born with diabetes you can get it as a kid right it's not all everybody's body chemistry is different mm-hmm. every genetics are bitch they really are mm-hmm. and the thing and if you get born into a family that's generally unhealthy where like everybody dies at the age of 60 yeah you're working against you're working against a very hard right line there yeah. it's like it is not your fault you're you're you, you try your best it's all you can do some people's genetics are just fucked right this is plain and simple so now thinking about like so you know you crossfit you do that like almost every day like maybe like maybe three or four three times or four a times week. a week yeah. right i go to the gym i try to go four or five times a week and maybe three yeah so I know for me, I'd be curious your thoughts. So for me, like I can wake up in the morning, go to the gym. Some days I think I look really good. And some days I, I go to the gym. Like this morning, for example, I ran, I did two and a half, 2.6 miles. And I did like a negative split run, which was really good. Like mm-hmm. I felt great. I wasn't yeah. tired. Right. I put on clothes and it looked really good. But like, I can't say the same that yesterday. I went to the gym yesterday. I'm like, oh, wow, I don't look cute like yeah. i look great i look kind of chubby tay i look a little more chunky and like and then i in my mind I'm like did i eat the wrong things like should i not have had that should i have done the salad instead of the sandwich i've done this and that right like yeah so every day is different do you also go through that where it's like i go day, through that like, almost every day it's yeah. just like i will like i usually will get up uh, i usually work out in the afternoons now i used to do it in the morning i do it in the afternoons now but like i will put on workout clothes and like I see my like thigh filling up the short and like I freak out and it's just like, but it's not fat. It's just like, but it's just like, I can't get out of my head that I'm filling out my clothes. This is a problem. Right. And so I, if I have like, if I look at my reflection and I see like, oh, like I have boobs today and it's not, I'm not paying attention to like, I actually have pecs. I don't really have right, boobs. Right. And it's just like, you know, but you, your mind is like set to that. It's just like your mind is right. automatically goes mm-hmm. to like, 
I look like shit. Like yeah. I'm pointing out every single thing that is wrong right. with my body right now. And right. it's just like, nobody else is looking at you that way. No. Nope. And it's just like, and yeah. then like you have people tell you, oh, you're so attractive. And then like you're in your head. You're just like, no, I'm not. No. And, and yeah. And that's very much true for me. Like I feel some days I wake up like Esmeralda and other days I feel like I'm Quasimodo. Right. Like, right. You just, 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 yeah. you have days you just feel fucking just like tragic. Yeah. You and like, it's, it's really, it's really hard. And I always try to find ways of like to, give myself self-empowerment and like, no, it's fine. It's fine. And there's people in my life that are like, no, you look great. And they post like, you're doing great with your workouts and all. And that's fine. All And I know I'm doing well with that. Right. I still struggle with like, should I put on these pants or not? Or if I put on a shirt and I can see that, oh, I can really see like my, my waist and my love. Yeah. I, yes. It right? is. Right. And such... it's like, I, oh. it's hard. So I'm like, ugh. I it's hard. Like, different clothes. And, yeah. And I look at people like Lizzo and look at people like, you know, like God, Saucy Santana, but <laughs> okay. I'm not trying to be petty right now. Know, you know what I mean? I know, it's just know. like, it's just like, okay. You look at people like, you look at people like Sam Smith who mm-hmm. went through this whole thing where like he, or they rather, sorry, I keep forgetting they are yeah. they now. So Sam Smith, when they first got on the scene musically, they were a little chubby. Um, and then they went through this transformation where they lost a lot of weight. And it's like people gave them slack for it, for losing all this weight. Oh, you don't look well. And then... And then gains a little weight. And then it's just like... And then it's like, oh, you should have worn that. How dare you wear that? Because it's like you're a little bit bigger. And and it's it's like... It's the gays... It's the gay community. Like, they they will tear down their own. Like, they will praise Lizzo all fucking day. Right. For, oh, she's a bad bitch. She does this, this, and that. They will praise... You know, if Rihanna puts on baby fat, you know, she look, oh, she looks hot. You know, she's a little thick on But like, let a male pop star or male actor gain weight. Right. And it's just like immediately just like, oh, and even female actors and actresses, right. same thing. Let them gain weight. Right. It's like this, like, it's like, but you talk about them when they're skinny. You talk about them when they're healthy. You talk right. about them. It's just like. There is no winning. Yeah, no, there is. There I is no say, winning. I, the one, the one celebrity who I feel really stood up against that was Kumail Nanjiani when he was. Uh, oh yeah. When he was working out for the Eternals. The Eternals, yeah. And was like, I only got this fit because I have the money, the resources, the the budget to and a trainer to do all. And this, this was for my me. job. Yeah. This is my job. Which, and I compl- and I, I love and value that so much because I'm like that is what everybody that so majority of people struggle with. They don't have the money, the time, the uh, right. the budget. You know, I don't have a personal chef to make me like these amazing, amazing salads, salads and these amazing like, meals, meals every right. day. I don't have the money for a trainer i don't have the time to go to right when you have like like, when it's your job and you can do this for your job to be in a movie and you have more money than anybody else in this world to do like i appreciate you you validate like i only got this way because i had all these things and i know that's not the that's not the case for everybody else right that hit me and i'm like you're much i i always liked him i'm like you're definitely up in my up in my you're up there in my upper echelon of like yeah because i'm like you validate it's what so many people People. go through and realize what your privilege is for having 100 Right, and I feel like that was very resonating for me too. It's just like I am not making this a full time job to right. like look like these people. Right. And this this guy is getting paid to play a role in a movie. I guarantee you, once he gets done with this role, he is not going to continue this like aggressive yeah. type of like. He's like, let me have a fucking burger. Let me go back to normal shit. I mean, not in his case. I know he's Indian. He probably doesn't eat burgers. Excuse me. <laughs> but he's going to go back to eating, like, whatever he's used to Ooh, eating. Right, you know? It's right. just like, I feel like that's the thing. Is like, even when, be, like, pop stars like Lady Gaga, Beyonce, Janet Jackson, they all have periods of time when they're not working or on a project that they go back. They look, they look different. Because right. they're like, when, like, for example, everybody jokes about, you know, the Renaissance store starting soon. And, like, they, I guarantee you Beyonce's in her top form shape. Right. Because she's going to be on stage for three hours a night for, like, right, four or right. five months. So, therefore, she has to. Right, right. But I guarantee you once that shit's over with, she's going to be like, fuck this. I'm not doing this anymore. You she's know? Going, what, you, what did you say? Is she going in a B session after this? A B session. And I, yes. And when I went back and listened to the last week's episode, and you, I, like, <laughs> read me for that shit. It is a real thing. The B session is going to happen. I, as, the B the B session will happen. Will come to fruition later this summer, the early fall. I, I need to buckle up because I don't need you to be Miss Pussy Pants being like, "Oh my God, why is that music out? We're the B session." I'm so used to it, though, girl. It's just like I'm so used to going long periods in between projects. It's just like you look at this any. 
Any established star takes breaks in between. Yeah. They should. They get tired, you know. So, But yeah, I just feel like you can't base your life off of what celebrities and what the public tells you no. and I'm is right. And I'm certainly not with any of the fucking Kardashians. I don't give a flying fuck. They all have money. They all have resources to go and get fat sucked out where they want it sucked right. out of. They can right. get all these things. They have ways of I doing got my, that. I got my tiny little gym in my building that has maybe one machine that works and we make it work for us. You make it work. And the thing and the, and the thing is my, my and I feel like CrossFit is such a healthy balance because you can't starve yourself into CrossFit. No, There's no fucking no. way to do it. You have to fucking eat. Do you eat shitty things? No. But I guarantee you all my friends that go to CrossFit in my little CrossFit group, they all fucking eat. Yeah, and they maybe some of them may be ripped than others, but they also yeah. train a lot more than others too. But it's just like, and that's, and that's where my balance I struggle right now with is because I feel like I'm burning a lot more calories because of the running. That I'm like, what is the right amount of food and calories? It it's take? a and hard balance. I know, and like I've tried Noom, I've tried Weight Watchers, I've tried My Fitness Pal, I've tried yeah. all, you know, and they're all like, because oh, this is the new thing we're doing this psychology of losing weight. And I'm like, it's all bullshit. It's like, all bullshit. Like I used to get so much. Anxiety anxiety counting calories oh it's oh i mean it's and and i do that not as bad now but i, I do i'm more aware and i did a food journal i was certainly counting calories it was part of like when i first started the program the program yeah journal. and then i got to a point where i was comfortable enough knowing like okay if i have this much chicken or this much salad i know how many calories i'm kind of consuming but i'm not gonna be at a fucking restaurant like Thank you. Like if I'm going to Ruth's Chris, I'm not pulling my goddamn food journal to put down how many calories is steak. It's, I can't. I'm just not doing that. I'm not I'm doing it, exactly. And I, I remember like going on my fitness pal. I, used, I tried many different apps when I was like mm-hmm. really obsessing over it, and it was stressful. It was just like because yeah. if I got to a point where I'm just like, oh shit, I'm at dinner and I only have 600 calories left after I've worked out, and there's like this whole confusion of just like, do I? subtract the calories that I burn in my workout to eat more oh, or is it like do I not subtract it's like a whole and the thing yeah. is though everybody's caloric intake is different because right. it depends on what you're what you do if you're sedim, if you're sedimentary all day then you pop sedentary not sedentary, sedentary. <laughs> sedimentary like, sedimentary I was like a rock <laughs> oh my god sedimentary I'm so you're sedentary this is not geology sedentary Sedentary. I love that. I love that for me. I love that. I come like a complete bimbo just then. But anyway, yeah. But it's just like, you know, it's just like, you know, everybody's different. It depends on if every, there are calculators out there if you're really into it. I quit doing it personally because it gave me too much anxiety. I I didn't like trying to count macros. It was just like, this is And that's why I love my, like, the fitness app with the Apple. Because I'm like, it's so easy. I'm just like, cool, you moved today. Great. I love it. I closed my rings. I did I did. I did something. My goal is to burn a thousand calories a day on training days. If I don't train, Mm -hmm. if I take a rest. And that's another thing is like, people can overtrain, which will also make them gain weight because yes. it's just like my my my, my nurse from my program had yeah. just said that like great you could do all this running but you're probably like actually now trying to retain calories because you're doing too, too much, much essentially which again it's such a fine balance this... like i need to be okay and that's i think for like to wrap up for us i think it's for me it's being okay to be like yeah i am full-bodied ranch and i love it and like, I'm I, fine. Just, I need to be okay with it People accept me for me. I need to yeah. accepting me. And, like, I'm getting there. It's just been 32 years of this bullshit in my head. So it's hard yeah. to just reverse it and flip the switch and be like, cool, we're happy now. It's right? very hard. And I and it's same for me. It's just, like, I just want to get to a point where I am healthy. Mm-hmm. I'm not really concerned about if I like something, I want to put it on, and it don't look like it does in the model. So the fuck what? Right. I don't care. It's just, like, because it's just, like, I want to wear this. I'm, I feel like I look fine in this. Mm-hmm. I feel like body positivity is a thing. I don't judge people for their weight. I, I I just don't do it. It's just a cruel thing to do. And I feel like body dysmorphia is some bullshit. And I feel like we need to do a better job as a society of reeling it in. Reeling yeah. it in. As yeah. need to do a better job. Right. Yeah. We are full-bodied ranch bitches. Full-bodied yeah. ranch and French. <laughs> Not French. Catalina. <laughs> Catalina. <laughs> Girl, that was a good shit. I used to fuck up some French ranch, some French dressing when I was a kid. That was my that was my dressing of choice was French dressing. 
Nobody talks about French dressing. Was it? Do they still make French dressing? Do people still eat French dressing? I'm I'm sure Dee Dee has some in the fridge. Good lord. Mm, yes, yeah. yes, yes. If you ever question who, if there, somebody makes food, or do people still eat that, just ask Dee Dee. Dee probably does eat it and well, is okay with it. I love Dee Dee. <laughs> Dee Dee is my home girl. Dee Dee is our home girl. Her home girl. Her. Home girl. So I, okay, so I found a text for us. <laughs> this was from Friday. Okay. Um, so Friday, folks, this past Friday, um, our girl, our, our, your, our newfound girl collectively, Ice Spice. <laughs> Ice Spice, a.k.a. Black Orphan Annie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the bitch can, the bitch rhymes. We love it. Wait, I'm not fully on board yet, but I'm, oh, I, I'm, I'm fully on board. You're fully on board. Like I, I'm slowly getting there, but not quite Okay. Yet. So at, so in the morning you texted me um, a sound clip of or the Spotify link for Princess Diana the new the new song that was with her with Nikki her with and Nikki. Nikki yeah so this is the conversation that led from that so I said I'm obsessed I love this bitch you go this is a fucking bop and then I said something about I love that all of her songs are always under three minutes and you go that's the standard these days. The standard of being under three minutes. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> so then I always said something like, I was going to say something to counteract that because, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to stay silent. I'm not going to respond to your text. And then you go, what do you talk about, Willis? <laughs> <laughs> you said, and it must have been, uh, it must have been about me and you because uh, I know I'll cuss you out and then I'll give you a hug later, LOL. I said, no, it definitely wasn't about you. It was about Queen B, like Queen Bay. <laughs> and I had to pause for a minute before I responded that I'm like, oh, what is she trying to say? You're like, you're trying to say your songs are too long. And I said, they aren't too long, but if it, if it ain't standard as you suggested, you're like, girl, bye. I was talking about when it comes to these little hip hop rap bops, they are never over three minutes. And I said, this is why I decided not to say anything. To which you <laughs> send a video of yourself. Okay? <laughs> Okay, I know what it is. I know what it is. So, like, there was a TikTok that I came across. It was this guy. I don't think he was deaf. I think he taught, he, like, teaches people, like, Roger needs to say in ASL. Yeah. yeah. And one of the things was bald-headed bitch. And so, <laughs> so continue. So, you sent me a video of you doing that bald-headed bitch. Ah... <laughs> uh, and I said, I'm saving this forever. I love you more than my luggage. And you're like, I love you too, bitch. And keep this shit in your Rolodex. Yes. <laughs> I was so proud of myself. That was like the, I knew when I saw the video, I'm like, I have to learn it. Yeah. I had to, because I'm going to use that. I'm going to record. I have the video. So anytime you come at me, so now I'm sitting that just like, uh, so Dee Dee knows, so Dee Dee knows ASL. So I did that. I was like, oh, so Fawn sent me this message and like, I did it. He goes, Something bitch. And I was like, bald head. He's like, I fucking can't. He loves it. <laughs> yes. I, I'm so proud of that moment. Because it's like, how did that end up on my TikTok feed? I'm like, I know. They I, knew I needed that in my arsenal. I know. They and now I, it. And I made, I'm going to actually, for your phone, we're going to test an algorithm. I'm going to say like horse abscesses and. Pimple well, popping for this, animals and see, let's see if it shows see, up. No. Don't do that because I'm already been watching a lot of pimple popping videos lately. <laughs> so it's just gonna merge those two together. And I've seen some disgusting oh. ones. I like really get Oh yeah. It's like some are really turning in my stomach, but like it's I don't know for for the longest time it's some of my coworkers at work that like the horse abscesses and people like pop like they're, the, was, they're the best though. <laughs> they're the best they're the best. Like I don't know, y'all. I'm a weird person. I just really I love really, Dr. Pimple Popper. I but I do too. But there's some that are just a little bit too oozy and just a little bit too. And this is like, is that MRSA? Like, what is that? Like, <laughs> the ones that are like, oh, it's just like butter on a, on a toe, piece of toast. I'm like, Ugh. no, it's not. And like, I, sometimes I get like, like, I feel like when I get zits on my own, like, yeah. I can't leave them alone. I'm really bad about no. that. It's just like, I have no. to like get it. Yeah. It's like, it has to go. And it's just like, yeah, I have, I have fascinating with popping things on my body before. And it's just like, it's satisfying. It's just like, it, it some of them hurt like hell, but it's like very satisfying. But I just feel like. So do you know, like, so I only found this out like recently. So like men have, um, what did I, it was like the pilonidal cyst. Have you ever had that or know what that is? I've heard of that's it. That's one that's like, on your tailbone, like in your ass crack kind of thing. Cause of all the hair that. Like, oh, I have had one of those before. I had to get mine surgically removed. Oh. Because mine, like, ended up getting, like, I almost had sepsis because it was, like, so infected. And, oh, like, my God. Really when I tell you, when I went to the doctor and they popped that, like, the first time to clear the abscess, so I could yeah. start feeling better, I screamed bloody murder how bad that hurt. 
And my mom was like, that was disgusting. It was like, it's, uh, uh, oh, God. That was like when we, when I first met you last summer and I had that big, huge knot on my oh. head. Like we'd only lived in DC for like maybe two weeks at that point. And I had like this, I had like a cyst on my forehead that had mm-hmm. been there forever. It wasn't really noticeable. You couldn't see it. Right. But I knew it was there. Yeah. And at some point, it got impacted, and it like oh, it just like sw- and I was just like, oh my god! And I like went and got antibiotics for it. It cleared up for a little bit, and then it kept coming back. And it got to the point where it's like, it was like the pocket. You know? Yeah, I need I need y'all to lance this bitch because it is painful. And he like, like even the doctors was like, whoa, yeah, because it was just like it just was just like, and it was such a relief. It's such yeah. a relief when that happened. So I. Feel your pain there. Yes, but been there, done that. Uh, well, that we've ruined your dinner, everybody. Yeah, <laughs> dinner, <laughs> breakfast, whatever. I'm but... gonna take my 787 million dollars I got from you and yes, and go yes. buy. You're um, welcome. I'm gonna buy up all the Beyonce tickets and I'm gonna have a one woman you're going, show. You're going to club Renaissance. I'm going to club. No, I'm gonna kick everybody out of the damn stadium. Uh, gonna be you're gonna be performing for me and me <laughs> only. Like, bitch. I think I need more than 787 million dollars. No, no. You don't think? No. Well. Girl, <laughs> girl, I love you. I love you. We love your body. Yes, love your body. We love being full-bodied ranch, bitch. Full-bodied ranch and Catalina, honey. And Catalina, honey. That's yes, it. Yes, ma'am. But we'll see you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Bye.